Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Hi, listen, first, we got something really sad to talk about. You've uh, probably heard about it, but we have more details. The firefighter killed. Firefighter killed, five others injured after responding to a New York City fire. Uh, Let's see here from the Post. A city bravest was killed in a ferocious Brooklyn fire Sunday afternoon, several Years after he gave a moving eulogy for a fellow firefighter who also died in the line of duty. How about that, huh? Let's see. Uh, his name, Timothy Klein. Timothy Klein. And by the way, gosh, really, you know, strong, good-looking guy, and he's gone. Um, 31 years old, son of a retired fireman, apparently became separated from his comrades and was fatally injured in the structural collapse at this house fire. Eight other firefighters were injured, either in the collapse or from burns, according to officials. Everything seemed to be going routine when suddenly the entire second floor became engulfed in flames, said the acting chief of the department, John Hodgins, in a press briefing at Brookdale Hospital in Brooklyn last night. Three other members that were with Klein were able to escape by jumping out windows and getting out ladders in other areas of the building. Our members worked feverishly under very hard and difficult conditions to try to reach Klein, the chief said. Unfortunately, they were not able to get to him in time, and he succumbed to his injuries. Timothy lost his life doing his job that was asked him every day. Really tough. Really tough. What a dangerous job. What a, you know, sometimes we can take it for granted. Um, you know, cops, firefighters out there, but very few jobs is part of the job risking your life and it's happened again 31 years old klein he was assigned to ladder company 170 and he had given the eulogy for fellow firefighter stephen pollard in 2019 after pollard was killed at the scene of a car crash on the bell parkway when he fell through a gap in the roadway stephen pollard did not died not thinking of himself but trying to help others klein said at the time of his fallen brother who worked out of the same fire ha- firehouse, we lost a true hero that night. It breaks my heart to know that the days working alongside you are over. You will never be forgotten. Now, on Sunday, it was Klein, a six-year veteran of the department, who was rushed to Brookdale University Hospital Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Klein grew up in Breezy Point, Queens. Wow. I know people who know him for sure. I don't personally, but my uncle Fish, Mike King, I'm sure has got to know this guy. He was a firefighter, lives in Breezy, has been in Breezy all of his life, basically, except for college. He grew up in Breezy Point. How about that? And he lived in Rockaway. He is survived by his father, retired FDNY firefighter Patrick Klein, his mother, Diane, and three sisters. Oh, man, what a bad fire here. Uh, Looking at the pictures. An FDNY rep said firefighters were dispatched to the two-story home at 139 yesterday afternoon with more than 100 of the bravest working the scene as the blaze was quickly elevated to a 
Three alarm fire by 2 o'clock. Klein was assigned to the nozzle team that was extinguishing the flames when the unimaginable happened. The incident commander identified deteriorating conditions and ordered all members out of the building, said the acting fire commissioner, Laura Cavanaugh, at the press briefing. As they were doing so, there was a partial collapse of the ceiling. Four members were caught in that collapse. Three got out, are stable at local hospitals at this time. Uh, neighborhood resident Clara McKinley, she was 24, said the blaze was the scariest thing I had ever seen. Got another picture here of uh, Philip Klein, prime of like 31 years old, six years on the job from a firefighter family. His dad was a firefighter. The flames were massive, and there was so much smoke. Everybody was running back inside their houses to get away from it. It just kept burning and burning. You felt like the wind was going to blow the flames from house to house. Neil Malcolm, 19, who lives a block away, said his grandfather initially thought a neighbor was barbecuing in the area. The flames are so high, like 10 feet high, and the smoke was at least 150 feet in the air. All right, that's no barbecue, by the way. Jeez. A while later, they started rushing stretchers. I definitely saw one with a firefighter lying on it, and there were 12 guys running along with it, but I couldn't tell if he was the one who died. Adam said the five hurt firefighters, I guess this is the mayor, suffered non-life-threatening injuries. A resident at the address was still unaccounted for. Well, oh, here's some more personal information. Klein graduated from Archbishop Malloy High School in Queens before attending York College in Pennsylvania, where he received a bachelor's degree in sports management and athletic management in 2012. Archbishop Malloy, great school. Uh, my One of my producers, Sophie, she went there, and my dad went there, graduated. When did he graduate? 1959. Before joining the FDNY in December of 2015, Klein spent over two years working as an administrative assistant at U.S. Athletic Training Center, a physical therapy and athletic training company based in Midtown Manhattan. He was also a second-degree member of the Knights of Columbus. Klein is the 1,157th member of the FDNY to die in the line of duty. I had no idea the number was that high. My goodness gracious. Well, 343 one day alone, and it is a dangerous job, and it's the greatest fire department in the world. The last city firefighter to die in the line of duty was 33-year-old Jesse Gerhardt. That happened in February. Well, to the family and to um, the, the firefighters uh, in the city and across the country, we are so sorry. And this guy is the definition of a hero. Yep. Timothy Klein, 31 years old. Um, what else can we say? That's really tough stuff. And Sorry. Always, um, always tough to talk about that. The funeral um, and uh, the... Wake will bring you information as we know it. Gosh, that's bad. All right. Well, what else is going on? I hate just moving on like this, but, uh, well, let's see here. Blinken. Tony Blinken is in Ukraine. You think that's going to bring everything to uh, a settlement? I don't think so. Tony, what's Tony's problem? Tony Blink, you know who I'm talking about? It's this guy. Here he is telling us about what happened with his big meeting with Zelensky. Hey, forget that for a moment. You know what's really great? Elon Musk just bought Twitter, it looks like. Elon Musk is going to be the guy who owns Twitter. 
something like $46 billion. This deal is being finalized or was just finalized a few moments ago. Didn't look like it was going to happen there for a while. And what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is a couple of things. Uh, you know, they have it all skewed against liberals. What drove them against, I'm sorry, conservatives? What drove the liberals crazy? Donald Trump's successful use of Twitter. He became president because of Twitter. He was able to go around the heads of the mainstream media. He was able to go right to the people. Even if you don't have a Twitter account, his Twitter following was so massive that the media, instead of telling whatever biased, agenda-driven story they had, they'd have to talk about what Trump was tweeting. It was genius. It First, it infuriated the Republicans, like Jeb Bush and all those guys that he was running against. The only thing they knew how to do with Twitter was a happy Memorial Day to all the veterans. They had no idea how to really use it, what it really meant. You know, just hidden people. I mean, I'm sorry, politics. What did they say? Politics ain't beanbag, okay? It would be nice if we were all perfect, but we're not, all right? And politics is a rough-and-tumble sport. It is. And he used it. it. He said once, owning, having a Twitter account, Donald Trump's Twitter account was better than owning 50 newspapers. That's why they really took it from him, by the way. Not that January 6th stuff. He didn't violate terms of service. No, he didn't. Vladimir Putin has a Twitter account. The president of Iran has a Twitter account. John Hinckley! John Hinckley, who tried to kill President Reagan, has a Twitter account. So you think this is about what he was tweeting? No. It's about power and trying to take it away from him. But it ain't going to work. Number one, I think one of the first things Musk is going to do is invite Donald Trump back to Twitter. I don't know if if he's going to do that, actually. It'll be nice to have the option. But he's going to invite Donald Trump back to Twitter. And, you know, I know that he's gotten used to these statements that he put out, you know, these email statements. He calls them, they're much more elegant. They're much more, they're just nicer. And you could argue, I know it upset a lot of people, the tweets. Hey, my Twitter upset. It upsets a lot of people. It's fun. It's a hobby. You know what? If I go to a ball game and I start heckling the other team, is that going to upset you? If you are a Toronto Blue Jay fan, maybe. But if you're a Yankee fan, no. It's okay. We're just yelling and screaming at each other on Twitter. Quite frankly, it's better than getting in each other's faces in real life, don't you think? All right. Hey, he had a rally over the weekend, and he was uh, very, very good. Did you see it? Newsmax had it live. By the way, you know I'm on Newsmax every night at 7 o'clock. The show everybody's talking about. Let's see here. Uh, This is Trump from Saturday night in a place called Delaware, Ohio. One little thing, I don't know if you saw it, but he was wearing a blue tie. I was watching it with a buddy of mine, and there was something about the blue tie that made him um, look better. He looked, I'm going to use that E word again, elegant. There was something better about a blue tie. Anyway, here he goes. Cut 39. Gasoline for cars. I got it down to $1.87 a gallon. You could buy no lines, no nothing. Now they have it to five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars, eight dollars, and it's going higher. Get used to it. Wow. How about that, huh? Give me a little more. Cut 40. I rebuilt our military, including our nuclear capability. We don't even like talking about it, but I rebuilt our nuclear capability. We had bombs and we had explosives. Nobody even knew if it worked. 
And I don't like talking about it, but we have somebody that talks about it all the time, Putin. And we have nobody that understands what's happening. It's a very sad situation. We've never been in this position before. All right, these clips are kind of bringing me down, all right? I, I saw the speech. It was like a laugh a minute, all right? There's some good stuff there. When he said, we got to stay. We had a great program. It was called Stay in Freaking Mexico, all right? Stay in Mexico. And then uh, I know people hate this, but he cursed a little bit. He, what did he say? S-H-I rhymes with P, but it's not a P, okay? This guy said some crazy ship about me. I said ship, like Titanic. Don't worry, anybody. And he endorsed J.D. Vance. And he knows that J.D. Vance did say some stuff. Hey, we got something else, actually. We mentioned the firefighter. You know what we have here? A missing uh, member of the Texas National Guard. He jumped into the Rio Grande to save a drug-smuggling illegal immigrant. The Texas Military Department identified the missing soldier Sunday afternoon as Texas Army National Guard Specialist Bishop E. Evans, 22, from Arlington, Texas. Evans joined the Texas Army National Guard in May of 2019. The military department said, wow. Evans was attempting to assist two migrants who appeared to be drowning in the river, the Texas Military Department said in a statement on Saturday. Both are in the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol custody and are accused of drug trafficking. USA Today has this. A local official has said on Friday that Evans was attempting to help a woman who was struggling in the strong current. He jumped in the river, said Sheriff Tom Schmerber of Maverick County. They never saw him come out. He took off his body armor, apparently, before he jumped in. Very powerful currents there at the Rio Grande. And, um, you know, it's interesting. This guy took an oath of office to support and defend the Constitution, just like Joe Biden did. Joe Biden has blown off his oath of office. This soldier did not. This soldier lived up to it and paid the ultimate price. Rest in peace, Texas Army National Guard Specialist Bishop E. Evans from Arlington, Texas. He was just 22 years old. Be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. All right, congratulations. It looks like he's getting Twitter. That's fabulous. That is terrific good news. Um, Hey, (laughs) oh boy, Uh, Joe Biden, there's a new book out about Jill. Uh, Jill Biden, Portrait of a First Lady. It's written by an Associated Press reporter. And um, it's a very flattering biography. And they skip over the rather thorny way Joe and Jill met each other. Um, it's, look, everybody lives life. Things happen, whatever. Uh, it's, 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 you know, we all have scars. We all have um, a track record. We all have things that we're proud of, and then we have things that you're not so proud of. But why is the Associated Press going out of their way to protect Jill Biden? And you know what? It's an insult to all of us. The Associated Press, isn't that supposed to mean something, right? The Associated Press, non-biased, right? That's a big deal. Associated Press. It's like a utility. It's like the electric company, Associated Press. We just tell you the facts. No, they don't. 
So, um, so Jill was married to a guy named Bill Stevenson, and Bill Stevenson made the mistake of, um, of of working for Joe Biden, volunteering for him in 1972. He was crazy about Joe Biden because he was a young guy, and yeah, wow, this guy could be a senator, fantastic. And Delaware is like the size of uh, you know, Sunnyside, Queens. It's small. It's like a neighborhood in New York City, so everybody knows everybody. And Joe is um, is running. And as you know, his wife very tragically killed along with the daughter uh, a few weeks after the election that he won at the age of 29. Well, on election night, Bill Stevenson is so close to Joe, he shows up at the at the victory celebration at the DuPont Hotel. And and Jill is with him and Jill meets uh, Joe's wife and they shake hands and all this stuff. Right. So they know each other. They know each other. Now, Bill Stevenson tells the story that. Um, a relationship happened while they were very much married. Jill starts fooling around with Joe, according to Bill, when she's still married to Bill. Not when they're separated, not when they're getting a divorce or anything like that. And they're hot and heavy. And you can look it up. Bill Stevenson says this. He says it all. But they don't put it in the book for some reason. What the hell is this, Russia? We're doing a big uh, biography on Leonid Brezhnev? We want to leave out the... Sorted details or the not-so-hot spots? Everybody's got some not-so-hot spots. It's part of the story. Except in this weirdo, woke, protect Democrats at any cost. Very, very strange. And it goes back to Joe, by the way. You know, when you will lie and cheat in the small things, you lie and cheat in the big things. Not often, but not always, but yeah, it does happen. I just, I'll never forget that tape of Joe running around yelling his head off that he graduated from three colleges, had the highest GPA, top of his law school class, international moot court competition, you name it, Joe did it, and he's yelling at this guy, yelling, I'm the best thing since slights, I have three degrees, I am much more smarter than you, I have a higher IQ than you do, he said all this stuff, and he was absolutely lying from beginning to end. Somebody told Joe somewhere along the line in 1972, the people don't remember anything. So say whatever you have to say. And I do think in the early 70s, you could get away with all these lies. You really could. It was very hard to catch somebody in a lie. And what are you going to do when you catch them in a lie? Write a letter to the newspaper? Write a letter to, uh, I don't know, Joe's office? What are you going to do with that information? The media, they were as they weren't as biased, but they were pretty biased back then. They wanted to protect Democrats. Joe Biden got there and Richard Nixon was president. And Richard Nixon, who I love, let's face it, he was from a different era as well. You could use the government to go after your enemies like the IRS and all that stuff. So, and he was trying to, hmm, he was trying to do with the government what John F. Kennedy did. All right? Go after the enemies. Anyway, look, I am very happy that it looks like I think Donald Trump could very well be on Twitter by tomorrow if he wants to. Elon Musk is probably signing the papers right now. And why is that a big deal? I don't have You don't have a Twitter account. It doesn't matter. I'm telling you, the media, they've gotten so bad because Twitter went woke and there's no check. There's no check on them. Twitter was a very effective check on the mainstream media. And then... They started to check all of us conservatives. You know, I lost how many, how many, like 200,000 followers. I lost 200,000 followers over like the course of two weeks. 
After January 6th, by the way. After January 6th. Insurrection. We're going to anybody who's I didn't support any insurrection. I supported a full debate under the Electoral Count Act of 1887. It's in the law. It's part of the Constitution. And the thing that really upset me about January 6th, all those idiots running onto the floor, although it looks to me like Democrats wanted that to happen. It looks to me like uh, the Capitol Police probably had orders, if not from Nancy, from somebody. Why did they let all those people in? You know why they let them in? To stop the debate. The debate that I wanted to hear. We had been talking about the Electoral Count Act of 1887 for weeks. Mainstream media didn't want to touch it, but it existed. It was a provision in the law. If a senator objected and a congressman objected and they put it in writing, you could have a debate. And the discretion of the vice president, maybe he could send it back to the state capitol. Why not? A lot of weird stuff happened in that election, and it's legal to say that. Maybe I'll go on Twitter right now. I did that once before. Everybody went nuts. I said, illegitimate election, 10 times. The election was illegitimate. You got that? I'm saying it. The election was illegitimate in 2020. Woo, I feel like we're all a little bit freer today. Thank you, Elon Musk. Be right back. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, Letitia James, the state attorney general. Let's see here. Uh, a Donald Trump is being held in contempt by a judge. What the hell is this all about? Once again, harassing the guy big time. Uh, judge holds Trump in contempt for failing to turn over documents to Attorney General Letitia James. Any responsible person in the world would never cooperate with Letitia James about anything. I'm pretty sure she's not a lawyer. I'm pretty sure she might be illiterate, and you definitely should not cooperate with her. Um, now, let's see here. Ooh, a New York judge. Monday held former President Donald Trump in contempt and fined him $10,000 per day for failing to comply with the subpoena requiring he turn over documents to investigators conducting a sprawling financial fraud probe. Uh, hmm. Now, we know this is a political hit job, obviously. Uh, she's She campaigned. I will, I will prosecute Donald Trump. I will put him in jail. Those are disparable comments. You can't talk like that. You can't. You can't use that office. It's a vendetta against a what is now a private citizen. Hey, do me a favor. Can you find that clip where Letitia James like is going nuts? She was doing it during the campaign. She was using profanity. We're going to get him. We are going to make him pay. Hey, Lou is on the phone from Zion Grove, Pennsylvania. What is Zion Grove anyway? Sounds like a uh, cemetery or something like that. What is that? Well, Zion Grove is a, is a town. Um, and it's uh, translated God's Grove. It's located in northeast central Pennsylvania. 
about two hours from New York. Hey, uh, thank you. And by the way, Northeast, is there a town in Northeast Pennsylvania called Northeast? I've never heard of it. You haven't. All right, keep going. What's up? Well, Greg, I heard you made a comment last week about the amazement of your little girl and her brain developing. Yeah. And it kind of struck a, a little nerve with me that I wanted to tell a story about my son, a police officer in Georgia, and a little girl in a white sundress with pink polka dots, African-American heritage. He said, so cute that if she was alone and needed a, a, a parent she was offering, he would have told his wife, Brittany, to take her home. He used to approach the uh, um, playground once in a while on patrol when all the mothers and the preschoolers would get out. They would all meet in a park and the kids would play. All ethnic kids, four-year-olds, not knowing nothing about anything except having fun and having a good time. When my son would once in a while show up, all the kids would make a mad dash for him like he was a superhero in his in his uniform. They'd be calling him. And what happened? Well, there was a little girl. He, All the kids were there. There was a little girl off to the side. He said she looked like she had something in her hands looking at it together. He threw a ball. The herd of kids left. The little girl stayed there. He said when he looked over, she had nothing in her hands. He said, hello, I'm Mr. Dave. I'm, I'm Jacob's daddy. What's your name? She said, whatever her name was, let's say Patty. I'm, I'm Patty. I'm afraid of you. He said, he laid down on the grass, he said, in front of her. And he said, Patty, why are you afraid of me? She said, because you might kill me. Mm, yeah. So after a moment of stunned silence, he, he said, you there, Dad? I said, yeah. I said, I'm stunned. Right. I said, what did you say to her? He said, I laid down in front of her. And I said to her, you love your mommy, your daddy, your grandparents, your teacher, or your friends. Hey, did they make friends at the end of this? Did they make friends? I hope so. Well, his answer to her was, if you or any of the people you love needed help and you called Mr. Dave, I'm going to come and save you. Wow. And what did she say? She didn't say anything. How old was she again? How old? Do we know? Four. Four. Wow. Well, yeah, I know, man, all that horrible propaganda and rhetoric out there, uh, it has an effect and a lasting one. And that's a very poignant story. Um, Yeah, I couldn't. Can you imagine that? I mean, we were taught policemen are our friends, right? They're our friends. And now this horrible, horrible, sick cancer uh, perpetrated by, yes, Black Lives Matter, that horrible group, that socialist, godless group. Um anti-family organization, a bunch of thieves, and look at what it actually amounts to. A little girl in a playground somewhere not liking cops. Well, that is a heartbreaking story, but I bet I bet your son made a difference there. I, I, I just, maybe she didn't say anything, but I'm sure he made a difference, right? Well, I, I said, to, he said to her in the end, if you would like to tell your mommy and daddy that we had this talk, Please tell them, and if they want to talk to Mr. Dave, you know where I am. You know, he's probably going to get in trouble for stopping and frisking this child. He's probably going to get in trouble. Oh, Greg, two years ago this happened. Oh, it was two years ago. You made it sound like it happened last week. 
No, I've never told the story, but I can't get it out of my head. All right. Well, hey, calm down. Everything's fine. All right. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's a, there are a lot of kids out there who respect uh, your son. I'm sure I know. And this lunacy will end. The truth will prevail. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Give your son my best. He's still on, on the job, right? Yes, he's a school resource officer now. Oh, excellent. Excellent. All right, Lou. Well, thanks for calling. Okay. All right. Take care. Did you? All right, good. Um, I mean, what the heck? I don't know. Is he going to co-anchor the damn show? I mean, like, I just, I, uh, yes. How long was I? I was moved. I was, I was moved. But I got to get, I got to get to Sam. Sam's been waiting for twenty minutes, and uh, I don't know. Was I too abrupt with him, Sam? I mean, uh, I, I, he's all emotional. Two years later, I know these these lies have a these lies result in little kids not liking cops, and that's sad, right, Sam? Oh, boy. You too? Hi, Sam. What's up? Yeah, I was just just thinking, what causes this diversity between the whites and the blacks? Like, why is there a – why do we have – like, you have a – you know what an achievement test is? Hey, I don't think we do – you said a diversity between whites and – I don't know exactly what you mean by that. Uh, And actually, I don't think there is much of one. I think, actually, there's a hell of a lot of commonality. Yes, the media want us at each other's throats, uh, social media in particular. But I think day in and day out, people get along just fine. Uh, But what are you getting at, Sam? Keep going. Achievement test is? Well, there are various types of achievement tests, of course. So what's up? Right, yeah, any any achievement test, it says, like, you fill in the boxes. So it says uh, what your name is, what gender and then it says, what race? So my question is, who cares what race you are? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm i not going to argue with on that. I, uh, I, I It's interesting. Hey, you know, they don't even have the boxes that say gender anymore. And if they do, I think male and female are at the end of the list. You can be transgender. You can be transgender X. You can be uh, questioning. You can be non-binary. Seriously, somebody told me this the other day about some medical form they had to fill out and uh male and female were like the very last options i would like to think it makes no difference but uh we're not there yet hey if you call 911 if you call 911 the very first thing they're going to ask you if you're saying like uh officer i see a guy he's uh he's robbing somebody the very first thing they're going to ask you is he white black hispanic there that helps them find the guy you got to describe the individual i wonder if they're going to go pc there the 9-11 operators do a fantastic job, by the way. In this city, I think there's something like 80% people of color. Does that matter? I don't think so. They're asking the race. I call into 911 every now and then. Uh, when I see something, I saw a woman on the street, really bad situation. She was, oh, my goodness gracious, I still think about her. This is about a year ago. She was sitting against the side of a building. You would think, okay, what's the big deal? Well, she's, she's kind of on the sidewalk, and I, I she was... A mess. I mean, she was a big time mess and there's just no way you could. She was either a threat to others or herself. So I called 911 and they were very cool about it. And yes, they asked those kinds of questions. They got to. All right. Hey, Joe Biden said something in Portland. Do me a favor. Listen to this. This is last week. Uh, Cut 12. You know, the last guy that had this job talked about infrastructure week. Every week he talked about infrastructure week. It didn't come for four years. 
Well, I gave you infrastructure decade. This is for 10 years. One trillion for a billion dollars. Yelling at people, yelling and yelling and yelling. All that yelling he had to take this weekend off, which he did. He went to Delaware and uh, laid low. Uh, but this speech was uh, more lies than usual. Cut 13. When I got elected, I said, and I meant it. People weren't sure I really meant it. But I said, I want my administration to look like America, to look like America. And it does. There are more women in my administration than men. There are more women in positions of a consequence. There are more African-American judges that have been appointed than every other president combined has appointed. That's all wrong, by the way. <laughs> That's just, uh, like I said before, Joe thinking that politicians are special. Politicians are in a class by themselves. And in 1972, that was true. You became a U.S. senator in 1972 at the age of 29. You were never going to have to worry again. All right. You were you were a basically American royalty financially. You were set um, and you were really part of the ruling class and strange to think of it. But people somewhat revered uh, members of uh, the Senate, members of Congress, held them up on pedestals. And Joe would take liberties with the truth. Whatever sounded good in the moment, he would say we looked up the numbers. Uh, he was wildly off. He said more black female judges appointed by him than any other, all the other presidents combined. No, that's not true. (laughs) He's appointed like 11. You added it all up. There's about 100 for the others. I mean, it was just a lie, flat out. But he can get away with it. There was lies, and then there was the classic bragging about, why does he keep telling us that he hung out with the president of China so much? And I don't think it ever happened like this. Do you? Cut 14. I was a Xi Jinping. I've traveled with 17,000 miles of him and spent more time with many other world leader over a total of, I think, and we're up to 90-some hours of talking or meeting together over the last six, seven years. And we were in the foothills of the Tibet, and he asked me, he said, I had a translator, and he had a simultaneous translator. And he said, can you define America for me? This is a true story. He repeats it. I said, yeah, I can, in one word. And he looked at me, and I said, what do you mean, in one word? I said, possibilities. Anything's possible in America. Anything's possible. And that's what we're exactly we're going to do today. Then he starts yelling. We can get up, right? Isn't the next thing he starts yelling? We can get up. Tell me more. And that's what we're exactly we're going to do today. Do what we are capable of doing. Stop feeling sorry for ourselves. Get the hell up and take this country back in a way that we lead the world again because we can do it. We're on the way to doing it. And with the help of your delegation, we're going to get it done. I mean it. There's nothing beyond our capacity. See, we just needed a good scolding from Joe Biden to get everything straightened out, right? We just needed a good scolding. Um, Yeah. That'll make that just made all the difference. All right. uh, Stay with me. Oh, I think I have lunch. Lunch has arrived. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Oh, boy. One hell of a piece in the New York Post. Uh, Eric Adams and his gimmicks and his gimmicks. It's all gimmicks. 
I told you about this guy. No ability, no substance whatsoever. Uh, I don't know what the hell the New York Post was thinking when they endorsed him. Uh, the guy's been a creep and a phony his entire career. Uh, and now, you know, I, I, they're still fooled, actually, some of them. Oh, he said something critical of Black Lives Matter. We need more of that. Shut up. He has no follow through. He has no, um, there's just no, nothing there. He he says it. He he he's a hit at a cocktail party, or on a TV news show, but that's it. Um, it's all gimmicks. This is Nicole Jelinas, very good writer. Let's see here. Mayor Adams just had a bad week last week. It wasn't that anything particularly awful happened last week. Fortunately, um, an unusual spell sadly broken by the death Sunday of firefighter Timothy Klein in Brooklyn. It's that without the constant stimulation of crisis, all the mayor's worst traits were on display. If he wants to be a successful mayor, he'd better stop using it as a crutch. Bad trait number one, hiding behind techno gimmicks. Adams, the mayor who converted his first paycheck this year into cryptocurrency and once displayed a vat of drowned rats to hype a new way of controlling rodents, thinks that unproven tech is going to save the subways. Last Monday, nearly a week after the Brooklyn attack, Adams repeated his call for subway metal detectors. I forgot how stupid this was. Subway metal detectors, huh? (laughs) Have you ever ridden the subway? Have you ever been to the airport? You know what it's like going to a metal detector, right? We're not going to do this. Can't do this. I'm excited about the new technology that's associated with keeping people safe, he said, promising foolproof tech foolproof. And he put Deputy Mayor for Public Safety Phil Banks in charge of the project. Now, I like Phil Banks. He's got to be talking some sense into him on this. Come on, New York subway system aren't getting metal detectors, not unless we want to push ridership even lower than it is, just shy of 60% of normal. Even the most expensive weapons detection technology available is cumbersome, requiring an attendant at each pass-through gate. New Yorkers are not going to wait in line 15 minutes to get on the subway. Plus, the subways already have an entry control system. It's called a turnstile. As of late last year, about 8% of customers were evading it. Remember, they were encouraged to do so by de Blasio, by AOC, either jumping over or walking through the exit gate. How will presumably unarmed attendants keep people from waltzing right through metal detectors? Great question. We don't need a gimmick to make the subway safe again. Adams police need to stop more people from jumping over the turnstiles and they need to stop more people with large bulky bags for a respectful search, something they have the right, the right to do in the subway system. Nope. Adams is wielding a gimmick to distract from the fact that in March, according to the Metropolitan Transportation Authority figures out last Friday, violent felonies in the subways at 105 were a whopping third above the level last March, 77. They're 59% what they were in March of 2019. Also in March, arrests in the transit system were still 29% below what they were three long years ago. And civil summons for fair beating were down 9%. Huh. Really? What? Oh, here's this. Uh, You know, what is he saying? Now, everybody wanted to close Rikers Island. I think that's kind of ridiculous. But... Everybody's been pushing for it on the left. And he's hiding again behind racism. Racism. 
threatened with a full federal takeover of Rikers Island. Adams implied that such a move would be racist because Rikers inmates, he said, look like me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Here we go with that. And you know what that does? It shuts up white liberals. A black person gets up and starts complaining about things and, uh, you know, people are being people are being discriminated against because they look like me. Oh, boy. That that really inhibits a conversation. Not not for me, of course. I, you know, just because they don't look like you, Eric. No, they don't. And actually, Nicole pointed this out. It was wonderful. No, the inmates don't look like him at all. They're about 40 years younger than him to start. No one expected Adams to turn Rikers around in four months. What we did expect was the mayor would choose a competent corrections commissioner, one who would show up to scheduled meetings with the existing federal monitor and wouldn't name a convicted drunk driver his confidential assistant. Wow. Finally, erraticism. Adams was supposed to go to the memorial service for 12-year-old Kadai Lewin. Remember that? Killed by a stray bullet in Brooklyn. The mayor did not show up and blamed a meeting that he had already canceled twice. Okay, so cancel it a third time, she writes. Or did the mayor no longer want to associate himself four months into his mayoralty with the bloodshed happening on his watch? Adams wasn't shy, though, about hiding behind babies being shot when a reporter followed up with a question about why he hadn't released his taxes. And what is up with that? Come to think of it, (laughs) why hasn't he? Adams's accountant shouldn't have too hard a time closing the books on the income of a salaried government worker with a pension and a few modest real estate investments. Adams still has a lot of public goodwill, believe it or not, 62% favorable in one poll. To keep it, he should cut out the bad habits. This is Nicole Gelinas, contributing editor to the Manhattan Institute City Journal. Very, very good. Very insightful. Great analysis. What a thinker, huh? Uh, Russ is standing by in New Jersey. Hey, man. Hey, Greg. Love your show, man. Uh, I just got to say, uh, back when you were talking about what Biden had said, when uh, that Jin Pig asked him about what, you know, define America in one word, and he said possibilities. Yeah, yeah, possibilities, because uh, who else but him can get elected not elected, but but put in the highest office without being elected legally, and 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 he's ruining the country. That's that's possibilities for you. Yep, 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 yep. He is uh, he is the word. Look, you know this can't last. I know it can't last. He told Obama he's running for president. No, and there's going to be a shift. By the way, when he turns eighty, which he's going to turn eighty in about six months. Nothing wrong with being eighty. There are plenty of people who can handle it. Hey, Bloomberg is going to live to be 115. Uh, all right. Thank you, Russ. Thank you. Tim is in the. Uh, Tim is in Manhattan. Hi, Tim. Hey, Greg. I just want to piggyback off that guy's comment about the possibilities thing before I tell you about what I saw today. Joe Biden also said at a Harvard speech, "You can't define America." He said that out of his own mouth. So I don't know what he's talking about now. Someone else must have told him what to say. But yeah. Um, I, I wanted to tell you what I saw on the billboard of a church today. It was pretty disgusting. It said it's the start of it was Russians uh, genocide on Ukraines or something like that. And then below it said white gentrifiers genocide and tyranny on black Americans in Harlem. Yeah, what church was this? 
I don't remember what it was. It was on 123rd Street up in Harlem, but I think, I think that's is that Abyssinian Baptist? I think that might be Abyssinian Baptist. I'm not sure. I don't want to. I don't know. I just I thought that that was I, I, that's the one. I, I think that's on 20. Uh, you got to find out what church it was. All right, hold on here. Yeah, uh, was it on the south side of the street? Yes, and there's a few on that street. So I, okay, I no, Abyssinian Baptist is on 138th Street. I knew there was a three in it, and you said 123. So who the hell knows? <clears throat> Look, there's some weird stuff going on with these churches in Boston. I'm sorry, Worcester, Massachusetts. They've got at a school the gay pride flag right underneath the American flag and Black Lives Matter, folks. That's not what it's about. Okay, it's just not what it's about. They are they're getting in the way on purpose. They want to cancel Christ. I really think that's happening. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Hey, one more time. Uh, well, again, we'll be there when the funeral happens. Timothy Klein, the firefighter from Brooklyn, or died in that Brooklyn house fire yesterday. He was from Breezy Point, a graduate of Archbishop Malloy High School, your college a veteran of six years on the job there, the FDNY Firefighter Klein, uh, dead at the age of 31. Really uh, tough stuff. Um, we are, our hearts go out to uh, his comrades, his family, of course, friends. And um, I got to check in with my Uncle Mike. I'm sure they knew each other. Um, let's see. Uh, firefighter Klein, his father was a firefighter, retired firefighter. And Breezy Point holds a special place in my heart. My grandparents lived there. I would go there um, a lot during the summers when I was growing up. My uh, aunt and uncle, the Blairs, had a bungalow on Jamaica Walk, and we'd go there. You know, it was really amazing. Fourth of July. Wow, <laughs> that was that place was like Beirut. Uh, just a wonderful beach community. Nothing like it, really, in the world. And uh, still have family there. And uh, this is just the worst news. So uh, another hero. Another hero. And did you know that over 1,100 firefighters have died in the line of duty since the formation of the fire department? It's going to be, what, 150 years, probably? But uh, And can you believe we lost a 343 in just one day? But uh, Firefighter Klein, we are very, very sorry, a hero. And there's another hero, actually, who died over the weekend in Texas. Actually, this happened, I think, on Friday. A National Guardsman in Texas jumped into the Rio Grande River to rescue a migrant woman who was drowning. By the way, hey, women can do this as well. She may have been a drug smuggler, all right? There's indications that at least folks in the uh, were trying to smuggle drugs. The soldier Bishop E. Evans went missing Friday morning after he jumped into the uh, river near Eagle Pass, Texas. Anybody know where that is exactly? Um and I don't believe they've recovered his body. He's presumed drowned at this point. Uh, what a hero. 22 years old. Saw somebody. He's an artilleryman, by the way, from Arlington, Texas. He joined the Texas Army National Guard in 2019. Um, two migrants were trying to illegally cross the river from Mexico into the United States. Texas Rangers reported the migrants were involved in illicit transnational narcotics trafficking and are in the custody of U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. Two soldiers who requested anonymity because they were not authorized to speak to the media 
told Military Times and the Tribune that in the wake of the incident, some commanders in the sector have issued orders banning troops from entering the water without a flotation device. All right, that's what they're going to do going forward. And what a hero. And this guy, truly living up to his oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. You know, everybody takes that oath of office. It varies a little bit for the president and for officers, but it's essentially the same. And... This guy was living up to his oath of office. Joe Biden is not. You know, support, defend the Constitution of the United States. Well, in the Constitution, um, there is a subpart that talks about the duties of a president. And one of them is to protect our country from invasion, protect the borders. It's in there. I mean, this guy is in flagrant uh, violation of his oath of office. Isn't that amazing? A 22-year-old from Texas doing his job and losing his life. Joe Biden not doing his job and being the president of the United States. That, ladies and gentlemen, is not right. Is not right. Just like President Trump would say as he did the other night, that's not right. Did we find the part about freaking Mexico? He told everybody to stay in freaking Mexico. Let me hear from President Trump. He was in Delaware, Ohio. There's a Delaware in Ohio. There are a lot of things in Ohio, including a lot of presidents and including J.D. Vance. He just endorsed J.D. Vance for the U.S. Senate. Who else did he endorse? Uh, Of course, Dr. Oz. We're pulling for Dr. Oz, and it looks like I think he's going to take it. It's got a competitive race there, the primary, Dave McCormick, but I'm rooting for Dr. Oz, and you should be too. I know somebody called last week saying, you know, Donald Trump endorsed Mitt Romney, and we can't. Well, back then. It was very magnanimous of Trump to endorse Mitt Romney. And yes, Mitt Romney had said some pretty awful things about Trump. Look it up. Dr. Raz has not said the same about Donald Trump. He hasn't. And also, he has expressed his, his loyalty to MAGA, to Trump. He's not going to turn back on that. He's no Mitt Romney, okay? He's the real deal. And he's going to bring expertise to the Senate, expertise, know-how. You know, that's what it's supposed to be. Our founding fathers did not envision a permanent governing class that served themselves more than the people. It's actually pretty simple. We talked about this Constitution and what's in there, and it's, it's designed to be read by everybody. And you can read it and understand it, and I can read it, and I can think to myself, you know what? I don't think the uh, Occupational Self Safety Health and Hazards Administration, I don't know if they were thinking about that. I just, I don't know. I know, I know the legislature can do all kinds of things. and But there's a lot of things that the Founding Fathers weren't thinking. They didn't think that it would turn out like this. Joe Biden is their worst, worst nightmare, I think. A career hack politician. You know, George Washington, he had a thriving business. At Mount Vernon, that thing was a moneymaker. Thomas Jefferson, I mean, that guy, he was off the charts brilliant. He was an architect. He didn't actually need government for money. He was giving back, giving back something that he had to offer. And that's like Dr. Raz, something that he has to offer, something that he has to offer the people. And I love it. I love it. He can... Now, what do you mean? He's a heart surgeon. Uh, what is he? You know, I, I don't need my heart operated on. Do you know what you have to be to become a heart surgeon? To open it up for the first time and operate on somebody? Cardiothoracic surgeon? 
I mean, that's incredible skill. That's incredible intellect. And he's not only smart in one area, you know. He has an MBA, by the way, from University of Pennsylvania. And he's a, a successful businessman. He had a great show. He's got a lot of other interests. So, look, I think he's, I think he's a slam dunk. When you compare him to dishonest Dave McCormick, what the hell has that guy ever done except wear that fleece? I know he went to West Point, but I know as a military guy that that does not mean – it means you served, and that's great. But now what? What do you have to offer me? What do you have to offer the country? That you were in the military? It's interesting that being in the military now is such a rare thing that people, like, overreact. They give too much credit when somebody serves. Does that make any sense? He served, he served, he served. I served, so what? Yeah, I liked it. By the way, I got paid. So did Dave McCormick. Didn't have to pay for college. There's a lot of reasons to go to West Point. Know what I mean? So, all right. Good luck to uh, Dr. Oz. I think it's going to work out very, very well. Um, What else is going on here? Hey, I saw Donald, I'm sorry, I saw Barack Obama ripping on all the white supremacists on Twitter and how we need to clean. You know what? There are no white supremacists on Twitter. Wherever they are, there are four of them. They are totally blowing it out of proportion. The real cancer in this country is from the left, Antifa, this radical woke stuff. Oh, and I got to say something about uh, Piers Morgan. I had a feeling it might be a stunt, and it turned out to be a stunt. All right? That whole thing, that promo from last week, today, Donald Trump, Piers Morgan, get into it. A fight for survival. You know, and they had that over the top. Do we have that over the top promo? See if you can, and it's just, and I knew that it was a stunt, and I have a feeling Donald Trump cooperated, Okay. Because if you listen to it, it's not Piers' voice. It's somebody else's voice. And I think Piers kind of told Donald Trump, you know, Donald, why don't we do something really goofy for a promo and get everybody talking? That sounds like a great idea, Piers. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, it's actually a pretty good idea. So when I did the show, when did I go off on Piers? I think it was Thursday night. I said, uh, this is, he's a fraud. And then the next slide I showed, he's a fraud, maybe. I had it in parentheses, maybe. Did you hear about what, uh, what's that guy's name again? The majority leader? No, the minority leader. McCarthy. McCarthy from California. The one who said, I'm going to tell Trump to resign. We have that. If you can find it, let me know. You probably heard the clip by now. He said, I'm going to tell Donald Trump that he should resign because he's probably going to get impeached. And this is right after January 6th. And I called him a traitor. Not to the country, but to the cause, all right, to Donald Trump, if that's where he was. And what do I mean by that? Because I heard Elizabeth Warren call him a traitor yesterday. He's a liar and a traitor? Um, No, Elizabeth Warren meant to the country. I wouldn't say he's a traitor to the country. You know what the penalty is, by the way, for being a traitor to the country? I believe it's the death penalty. I don't think think McCarthy should be um, put to death. Do you? No. Uh, but he is a swamp snake, no doubt about it. He's working for himself. And what came through to me and why I call him a traitor and why I don't think he should be speaker anymore, or he should not be speaker, he's not speaker, he's the minority leader, but it's basically the front runner to become speaker, is because on that phone call with Liz Cheney and a few others, and Liz is running circles around him and setting him up, and he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. all these little traps, he's just walking right into them, 
Um, here's the problem. He's not leading. He's reacting. He's saying, well, um, you know, the Senate will probably pass this and the House, it will probably pass the House. So I think I will tell him to resign. And uh, what are you saying? Is it what? 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 What is it? Say it again. I can't hear you. Oh, we have to. Okay, I'll be right back. Give me a second. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. So I think this is my favorite moment. Hey, wait. We were just talking about Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy. Let me just wrap up on that. Uh, number one, we have the thing with here's what he said. The uh, go ahead. This is the phone call after January sixth, and he's wetting his pants. Now, this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversation about Pence pardoning. I got it. The only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation. We should be done. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it, but I don't know. Okay, so he says he's going to recommend that the president resign. Why? What did the president do that was uh, resignable? Huh? Okay, he's saying, I think this is going to pass. Impeachment is going to pass, which it did the House, by the way. Thanks for nothing, Kevin. Huh? I mean, sorry, but (laughs) it should not have passed. Okay? The president did not do anything wrong. All right? President Trump, he didn't. You know, you can go to January 6th and you can look at that video that he put up. Everybody needs to be peaceful and gentle when they go to the Capitol. He said it out loud. You know, I talked to the top prosecutor, former federal prosecutor, who was in charge of prosecuting people for decades who incited riots. You know, they had plenty of riots in uh, Washington, D.C. It wasn't unheard of. Okay, it wasn't unheard of for the Pentagon to be bombed, which it was several times, or the Capitol to be bombed. I used to hate it when they say, oh, this is the worst thing that ever happened to the Capitol since the War of 1812. Really? Well, how about uh, uh, when those two cops were shot in 1998? It's so disrespectful. It really is disrespectful to those officers more than anyone else. And it was in 1998. Two Capitol Police officers were killed by a deranged madman and went up there. Who the hell knows what his grievance was? So he didn't do anything wrong. It's all documented. Anybody who tries to make that case, they got to play on emotions. They got to make it an emotional trick. It doesn't work. So that goes back to Kevin. Hey, Kevin, is he is he evaluating the merits? No. He's putting his thumb in his mouth, sticking it in the air, and seeing which way the wind is blowing. And he wants to be on the right side of things. Why? For Kevin. For Kevin. For him. Kevin McCarthy. He thinks he's going to be speaker. This doesn't sound like a leader to me. He calls himself the majority leader. Is this leadership? Let me hear that again, please. Now, this is one personal fear I have. Personal? Um, I do not want to get into any conversation about Pence pardoning. I got that in the only discussion. Stop for a second. Why not? Why don't you want to get into a conversation with Pence pardoning people? You know why? Because you're not a leader. You're a Frady Cat bureaucrat in it for himself. You're a traitor to the cause. Wow. What a weakling, huh? What a weakling. Guy Smiley, fake news politician. Give me the rest. I think I got it. The only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass. And it would be Stop. 
What he's saying, not this crisis will pass and you're going to be fine. No, this is going to pass. Impeachment will pass. Impeachment will pass. And he actually said, I think he's talking about Senate. Well, what the hell, man? You should be jumping up and down like crazy trying to fight this phony case. This phony impeachment. Kevin, Kevin was so worried about January 6th. Hey, man, I've been to Iraq. All right. I've seen the video over there. I've seen the video of cops letting people in. What's wrong, Kevin? The horns guy give you nightmares? Huh? Hey, I haven't heard Kevin either talk about Ashley Babbitt. Why not? A lot of these Republicans never want to talk about Ashley Babbitt. Why is that? I'll tell you why it is, actually. A lot of them feel beholden on some level to the Capitol cops. All right? And there are some great Capitol Hill cops. But there are some really bad ones, too. Absolutely. Really bad ones. That needs to be totally, totally revamped. They should fire, quite frankly, each and every one of them. I'm sorry. The whole, maybe they can apply to have their job back. Give it to the U.S. Marshals. I think they protect the Supreme Court. Let them protect. Let them protect the Capitol. Actually, does Capitol Police protect the Supreme Court? We need something new. Give it to the Metropolitan Police. Although they're no great shakes either. That's where Fanon came from. All right, does he wrap this up? Keep going. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it. But I don't know. But I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just the uh, GOP leader. I don't know. I don't know. Resign. Hey, how's that? How's that for... (laughs) Thanks. What do you think Trump would... Thanks. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks. And, and, you know, Trump just takes these guys back. You know, he does and he shouldn't. His heart is too big. People think he's ruthless. He's not ruthless. He's not ruthless enough. Pam is calling from Orange County, the one in California, the one in New York. Uh, Is there one in New Jersey? Hi, Pam. How are you? Pam? She's on... What? Ever ever since you've been on television, I watched you from day one on... Newsmack, and I think you're the greatest. You're so genuine, and so you have such a beautiful personality. Oh, Pam, thank you. Hey, let's face it. Uh, the show really is great. It's special. I mean, I'm so happy to be doing it. I'm thrilled. What do you like most about it? You you, you are um, really courageous, and you tell the truth. You're, you're the... You in Stinchfield, there's very few, but on Newsmax, it's I, I don't like Fox. I don't watch Fox. They're all in the tank. But then I saw your subline about Fox and Murdoch trying to find out how to destroy the monster Trump. They're, they've been after Trump. And uh, also, I'm, I want to ask you a question. Chris Collins um, was a congressman from upstate New York. Yes. And he was— the president, how can he get back? I mean, look what uh, Pelosi did. She gets away. Why can't he get back as congressman? You know, uh, it's interesting. I thought about Chris Collins the other day because when he had to resign, when he got in trouble, by the way, thank you for the kind words, and there I am fishing for compliments, but I appreciate it, Pam. Do you remember when Chris Collins got arrested, the fake news went crazy? I mean, every day. For about three days, it was the lead on uh, Lester Holt. They were doing it on the Today Show. The next day, it was a big, big, big story. Now, you know, no disrespect to Chris Collins, but I never heard of the guy before. 
There are 435 congressmen. I can't name every single one, and this is one of the guys I didn't know. So, and I compared that. I think I did this just uh, two weeks ago when Brian Benjamin, the lieutenant governor of New York State, got arrested. Guess who talked about it? Nobody. It's just nobody. It just went away. Now, that's a pretty big job. There are far fewer lieutenant governors in America than there are congressmen. He was one of 50. I think that's a big deal. Don't you? Yes. Yeah. And I also want to say I think it's so great how you're telling the truth about January 6th. You, you got, you're a real man, and you're beautiful the way you love your, your family and your babies and everything, and God-fearing. You're just a great person. You're a great patriot. God bless you. Oh, uh, you're the best, Pam. Thank you so much. Hey, do we figure out are you Orange County, the one in New York? New York. Okay, love it. Thank you, Pam, very, very much. What What was the last thing? Uh, love you. God bless. Okay, God bless. Thank you, Pam. Wow. All right, all right, all right. Uh, what's our situation? It's uh, one minute. All right, with one minute left, I will take Sam briefly in the Bronx. Hi, Sam. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Great show. It's first time call. And I wanted to speak with you. I want to thank you for your service and your father's service and all the men in blue in the, in the armed services. But in context with Kevin McCarthy, the reason that Trump gave him the out, because it was in context of the 25th Amendment. And he said if the Senate passes, he would recommend that he resigns. And Chris Christie, who I'm not a big fan of, gave the same uh, speech. He said he gave uh, the gentleman from Nixon administration. I don't think – hold on. So, Sam, I understand what you're saying. I saw what Chris Christie said, but they weren't speaking about the 25th Amendment. They were talking about impeachment. They were talking about impeachment. And I'm sorry, but I think Kevin McCarthy needed to lead, not just be – an analyst. We got plenty of analysts. We needed leadership in that moment. Sam, I got to go. I'll be back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. No, folks, I know it sounds like a little thing. Maybe it, you think it doesn't affect you. It affects all of us. It's a really big step in the right direction. It looks like Elon Musk is going to be in charge of Twitter, possibly by the close of business. If he isn't already, I think they're signing the paperwork. Now, what does that mean? Well, we have an ardent free speech advocate in Elon Musk. We also have a major brainiac. He's not afraid to uh, let competing voices compete online. It's great. All right. Say whatever the hell you want. All right. Say whatever the hell you want. All right. If I want to say I don't like uh, what the hell don't I like? I can't. Why, why can't I think of something I don't like? I, I don't like uh, I don't like transgender books in the first grade. There, I said it. I don't want to see this stuff in the first grade. I think transgenderism is being promoted, uh, and it harms our children. You can talk about it when you're 18, but teachers should not. You can be kicked off. You can be kicked off of line for that. If you make fun of a transgender person, hey, people make fun of me all the time, all right? As a matter of fact, I'll go there right now. I've got, I mean, I, I, all the time, the most horrific, pornographic, horrible, graphic things. I'm not writing my congressman. I'm not turning them in. It's part of what you go there for. You go there for an argument. You don't go there looking for everybody who agrees with you. And they're, they ruined it. They ruined it. Kicking Trump off. And by the way, I think we have, this is from January 6th. Why did they remove this from Twitter? Hmm? January 6th. Why? I never thought of it this way. But Donald Trump... So let me put this... This is what happened. On January 6th, there's a problem with the Capitol. And within about three hours, Donald Trump put out two tweets saying, everybody go home. 
We love you, but we want peace. Respect law enforcement. He put that in two tweets. And then he made a video message, which he also put up on Twitter. This is like at 4 o'clock in the afternoon after the tweets. This is still relatively early. Hey, and by the way, you know, we did not know the full extent of what was happening inside the Capitol on January 6th. They're trying to figure out exactly what Donald Trump was doing. And like, that's such a silly, it's a waste of time. They're just out to frame the guy, the poor guy, really. And it's a message to anybody else who's thinking about going into politics. Don't do it unless you're one of us, the swamp. All right. So do we have that clip from January 6th? Uh, Listen to this. This is Trump uh, telling everybody to go home. No, you don't have it. All right. We'll get that for you later. In the meantime, here's Donald Trump saying on Saturday night, Stay in Mexico, but he says it in only the way that Trump can. And on Monday morning at 8 o'clock in the morning, I'm putting on a 25% tariff. All of the cars that you stole our industry stole 32%. Every car that comes into the United States is going to have a tax or tariff of 25%. And every other product you sell into the United States will be tariffed at approximately 25% starting Monday morning. At 8 o'clock. And he looked at me and he said, sir, it would be an honor to have 28,000 soldiers on the border. It would be an honor to have stay in frickin' Mexico. We want to have stay in Mexico. <laughs> stay in freaking Mexico. It's He's right. Stay in Mexico while you're waiting. Don't get on a plane and fly to Westchester County Airport. Why would Joe Biden allow that to happen, huh? Unless... Unless he wants to destroy this country. I'm serious. Unless he wants to destroy this company or or he's so compromised, maybe in his heart of hearts, he doesn't want to destroy the country. But since they have the goods on him, and I do believe they do on him and Hunter and all that, all that groping of women. We all saw it, by the way. He's touched, sniffed, sniffed, groped, smelled all of them. Old ladies, young children, you name it. He's grabbed it. Stuck his face in his their hair. You put that stuff all together. And then look at the Cuomo reels, the Cuomo files. You make that gown look good. How do you do? Nice to meet you. Looking very nice today. <laughs> He's a sexual predator. He's a sexual predator. That's what they got him on. All right. So um, it's good news about Twitter. Oh, So we don't have that clip. But anyway, he said, everybody go home. We need peace. Go home. Why did they take that off of Twitter right away? I never figured that out. I I didn't realize they took it off right away. I I thought they did it the next day. They did it right away. Maybe they didn't want everybody to go home. Hmm? Maybe Twitter, big tech, the Democrats, the woke left, they didn't want everybody to go home. They wanted them to rage and ransack. And run around like idiots to stop the debate, the debate into the electoral votes, the elect, the debate that I wanted to happen because I had grave concerns, the debate that Paul Gosar wanted to happen, that Ted Cruz wanted to happen, that Josh Hawley wanted to happen, that many patriots wanted to happen. And oh, by the way, it was constitutional. According to the law, we deserved it. We did everything we had to. Oh, we got go home? So here he is on January 6th telling everybody to go home. And they yanked it off of Twitter. Why? Why would they do that? Listen. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. 
You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Well, what do you think of that? And he got kicked off of Twitter after that. And they took that video down. Why would they do that? They didn't want them going home in peace. They wanted them to fight. They wanted them to disrupt things so there couldn't be that debate. Thank you, President Trump. He put a statement out over the weekend. Why did they remove my video on January 6th? And I'm like, that's a great question, isn't it, Francis, from New York City? Hi, Francis. Yes, good afternoon, Greg. I love your show. Uh, I'm looking for a a Trump Kelly ticket in in 24. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, uh, After January 6th, uh, the uh, Washington, the Capitol, being all gone, armed up against uh, somebody coming in to, 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 to take over the Capitol. I never understood it. 25,000 troops, 5,000 police, barbed wire and fences and this and that and so on. I, I don't know. I missed it. I missed the I, – I guess it was the Amtrak f- train filled, filled with the enemy coming down to Washington, I suppose. Do you know the answer? The Amtrak, what? Uh, Look, it it wasn't really that. I think it was for optics. They wanted it to seem like they were under siege. They were pretending that Trump supporters were going to come back armed to the teeth. They were going to wage another insurrection. It was basically BS. They were overdoing it in the defense uh, area. To send a message, you know, look at us. Woe is us. Look at what we have to do because of all the white supremacists out there. It's a total lie. Total lie. So this was not done for a practical reason. Does that make sense, Francis? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. it It was a political game. It was very much a political game. Thank you. Thank you indeed. Hey, by the way, Kim Kardashian. You know, the, the damage that she and her family have done to America really is incalculable. All right. Women and girls. I always hear about these women and girls in Syria. What about the women and girls right here in America who work? Look at Instagram all the time, all day long, in fact, and see uh, Kim Kardashian and her big butt. And somehow uh, this is considered attractive. It's not my thing. Certainly not. No way. Not her. I met her once. Uh, She was nice. I mean, uh, totally unremarkable. I mean, Totally unremarkable and like unremarkable in every way. No real personality, not much in the way of looks, heavy, heavy makeup. Quite frankly, uh, you know, just like me, needed to lose a few pounds. Now, is that the appeal? She's every woman? No, I don't think so. I don't think every woman is making sex tapes with, uh, who was the guy she made the sex tape with? Ray J. He's a, He's another guy I had a, well, with him I had a real altercation. <laughs> that was, I'll tell you. All right, so I put this out on my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA, which I think Twitter is going to have a beautiful renaissance. Thank you very much, Elon Musk. Hey, we got to find out a little bit more about Elon Musk. I'll do that in a second. But first, this is a message I put out to the world. And I got a picture of Kim Kardashian from her Instagram. And it's a great big one, a great big butt, you know. People are getting way carried away, I write, with all these ass pictures on IG, also known as Instagram. Isn't the novelty over with? 
FYI, there are more interesting things to do than take pictures of your rear end all day long. And by the way, wasn't Kim supposed to go to law school or something? Remember that? It's, I think it was just some phony baloney thing she did for two days to get credit for it or some sort of, you know, who knows? They never follow up. Now, what was the other thing we wanted to do? Elon Musk. You know, I hear the name all day long. Who the hell is he? I know what he looks like. I know kind of what he does. Uh, Tesla. Hey, by the way, Tesla is a very famous uh, electrician, right? Battery engineer. Do you know he lived in New York City for many years and he died in the New Yorker Hotel, which is at 34th Street and 8th Avenue? It's a really great hotel. Well, it's kind of in a little bit of disrepair, but I like it. I like the building. There's a little plaque on the side of the wall. Tesla died there, lived there for many years, and he died there. So um, there's that. All right, so let me see here. How old is this guy? Number one, oh, he's 50. He'll be 52. Wait, he'll be 51 in June, June 28th. Elon Reeve Musk is an entrepreneur, investor, and business magnate. He is the founder, CEO, and chief engineer at SpaceX, early stage investor, CEO, and product architect of Tesla, founder of The Boring Company, and founder of Neuralink and OpenAI, with an estimated net worth of $273 billion as of April of 22. Musk is the wealthiest person in the world, according to both Bloomberg and Forbes. Wow, good for him. 50 years old. Now, he's from Pretoria, South Africa. That's news to me. I thought he was from uh, Canada for some reason. Oh, I didn't know this. He went to the University of Pennsylvania, just like someone else we know. Trump went to the Wharton School. Uh, let's see here. Founder, CEO. Well, what else? Is he married? Uh, he was to some woman named Tallulah for eight years. And, ooh, they got married again and then divorced again. And then they got married again and divorced. How often does that happen? Wait, is this true? No, I'm sorry. It happened twice. He was married to Justine from 2000 to 2008. Then Tallulah... From 2010 to 2012. Hey, by the way, I like this guy. I find it interesting. I'm not, you know. And, and then he got married again to the same woman, to Lula, in 2013 and 2016. There was somebody else who did that. I think it was Art Carney, Norton. I think he was married to the same They married and then I love it when that happens, by the way. Oh, now he's with some other woman named Grimes. She just has one name, Grimes. Uh, who knows? All right. Back to the important stuff. Anyway, Elon Musk, we thank you very, very much. Uh, he's a free speech, I believe, an absolutist. And uh, wait, a little bit more. He has a Musk was born to a Canadian mother. Oh, there you go. And a white South African father and raised in Pretoria, South Africa. He briefly attended the University of Pretoria before moving to Canada at age 17 to avoid conscription. Military service, huh? He was enrolled at Queen's University and then transferred to the University of Pennsylvania two years later, where he received a bachelor's degree in economics and physics. He moved to California in 1995 to attend Stanford University, but decided instead to pursue a business career, co-founding the web software company Zip2 with his brother Kimball, K-I-M-B-A-L. What an interesting name, Elon and Kimball. The startup was acquired by Compact Computer for $307 million in 1999. Uh, all right. This goes on and on and on. I think I should know more about this guy, though, and so should you. Uh, he's a very important individual, and I think today he's changing America. Well, he's done it in many ways. 
He's going to take us to the moon again, it looks like. And uh, I like it. Quite frankly, I wish we didn't have to rely on some rich guy, brilliant rich guy, however big his heart is, but he could change his mind. I wish we had laws, and I wish we could take Twitter back. You know, the people could, but this is the next best thing. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Oh, 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 oh. Some phony baloney judge just is holding uh, Donald Trump in contempt of court and threatening to pay, what's the fine? $10,000. $10,000 a day. 10000 not $100,000. $10,000 a day for every day he doesn't, what, uh, testify, uh, respond to the subpoena. There's got to be a way out of this one. I don't think this is uh, Letitia James. Anything this woman ever says to anybody must be discounted. She's, uh, I don't think she's a lawyer. The Attorney General of New York State. Remember that phony baloney run for um, governor for tw- two minutes? And how she took Cuomo out and then ran for governor 10 seconds later for two seconds? Very strange. Here she is promising, and this just seems so unlawyerly. This seems like it's violation of, you have to take an ethical kind of canon or something like that, right? To become a lawyer, they evaluate all that stuff. Does this sound very lawyerly to you? She's not even attorney general yet, and she's promising to prosecute the sitting president of the United States. Go ahead. I say one name. Donald Trump. That should motivate you. Get off your ass, boat. Will you, will you sue him for us? Oh, we're going to definitely sue him. We're going to be a real pain in the ass. He's going to know my name personally. Running for attorney general because I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. We need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. All of those transactions have happened here in New York City. Wow, that's a... You hear Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. And the mainstream media goes, yes, yes, yes. Well, let's just happen. Here we go. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. Let's just see what happens when I say that. How many warnings will I get? Hey, is is Elon Musk actually in charge? Because I don't want to do this unless he's really in charge. Because I can get in all kinds of trouble if I do this and he's not. Oh, what the hell? Let's see what happens. Joe Biden is an illegitimate president. I mean, what the hell? I can say that, right? Freedom of speech. Yeah, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. This is a freedom of speech exercise. Now, let's just see what the hell happens. Freedom of speech. Okay, there it goes. It's out in the world. Woo! Now, um, two days ago, they would have probably called the cops on me. All right, he owns Twitter. Phew! All right, just in time. Yes, free speech. Uh, Congratulations. Congratulations, Elon Musk. Congratulations, Elon Musk. Quite frankly, I'm gonna. What What are some other things that I've had pent up that I wanted to say for a long time? I don't like the emphasis on transgender crap. Emphasis on transgender. Emphasis on transgender. Period. Exclamation point. What else what else can I say? What else do I want to say that I couldn't say before? January 6th was a setup. January 6th was a setup. Freedom. This is a good thing everybody. We're not oh gosh, it's great. It's great. Elon Musk baby. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. I just feel great. I don't know. Will I get my followers back? MSNBC. There's a guy who's never been on TV. He works behind the scenes as an associate producer. His name is Kyle Griffin. He's got 1.3 million followers. 1.3 million followers. He's liberal, and he puts people on his show. He leans left. He knows the techies, so they reward him with 1.3 million followers. Me, every time I get too big, they shave off 50,000 or so. Huh? I love it. I love it. We're back. We're back. We're back. This is a big deal. Who wants to celebrate with me? Russell, Russell, and and Rockaway. Russell, do you have a Twitter account? Do you have a Twitter account? No, I don't. Get one right now. Get one tonight. <coughs> Please. As soon, as soon as I can. As soon as you can. It takes eight seconds. Why Why? Why wouldn't you? Come on. Do it for Elon Musk. That guy just spent $46 billion so people like us can tweet. He, he, he's an American hero. You sound very perfunctory. You don't sound like you're very enthusiastic about it. But, uh, uh, all right, what's on your uh, mind? Uh, well, uh, January 6th was actually the equivalent of burning down the rice stock. The the Democrats might have a communist agenda, but their playbook, they're taking it directly from 1930s Germany. Yes, because burning down the Reichstag was apparently an inside job. They wanted to make the communists look bad, right? The communists and the Jewish people. Yeah, they wanted to blame them, and it was probably... One of Hitler's buddies who set the set it on fire. Russell, good point. Joe is in. Uh, Joe, where are you? Oakland, New Jersey. Hey, Joe, do me a favor. Go out and get yourself a Twitter account. Come on, in honor of Elon Musk and what he just did for us. I I don't have a Twitter account. Oh, jeez! Everybody um, makes it sound like you got it. It's like it's like buying a car. It's easy. You got an email address? Go get one. Come on. All right, I'll try it. No, you I try want- it. You sound like Russell. Uh, You're not into it. All right, what's up? Uh, one thing, um, Musk, there was a book uh, called Liftoff about uh, Musk and SpaceX. Very interesting in case you wanted to read that. Oh, yeah? What I really, what I really called about was I heard um, just on the news about the, they're going to let 100,000 Ukrainian refugees in. And that's great, but they're, they're, they're going to uh, – they have to uh, uh, check them out, uh, check they don't have COVID. Uh, they have to have a sponsor. How hypocritical. The, the, the border is wide open for all the illegal immig- immigrants coming in from uh, Mexico, and yet this, they're, they're putting all these restrictions on the Ukrainians. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, wait. I mean, it's just uh, unbelievable. Uh, well, we got to have. It is unbelievable that the lack of restrictions down there. What are they doing to the Ukrainians that uh, is so restrictive? I, I think they're going to give them COVID tests. Uh, they have to vet them. Well, that doesn't sound uh, like the worst to... thing in the world. Don't, I mean, I, I don't, right? It's not so much that that's... Uh, it's unfair. Uh, it's being unfairly... Overwhelming. It's, just, it's just unfair when they have, you know, they're just letting people in across the border without vetting them. They should vet everyone and check them all out. But since they're not doing it for, you know, 100,000 or so of the immigrants coming in each month, uh, why are they doing it for the Ukrainians when they're probably in dire need to All get right. in here. Absolutely. Joe, thank you. And one more. Hey, Tom, do me a favor. Come on. With enthusiasm, I want you to get a Twitter account. All right, Tom? What do you say? Yeah, I'm going to get a Twitter account now. Finally, now it's going to be real. 
I love that you're a no BS guy telling the truth in a way I get. Thank you, you know, pal. When you bring to, when you bring to light the facts and explain the rhetoric, it makes so much sense to me. Thanks for that. Um, I also believe that some of the Capitol Police were uh, not honest, and I get a feeling that this was a setup. You know, I, I really do. I get a feeling for that. And uh, when Trump said to go to the Capitol, he said to be peaceful. You know, um, the left media, aka socialist media, has created a narrative that Trump was a complete Hey, man, I'm sorry. You're you're breaking up, but uh, Joe, Tom, great, great call. Thank you for the kind words, and I'm so pleased you're going to get a Twitter account. Thank you, Tom, and thank you all. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax. And most of all, today, thank you, Elon Musk. See you soon.